2: Stop Viking talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company.
0: Could we be better? Yeah. Could we be worse? Yeah. I mean, we are what we are. And, um, but I like the resiliency of this team. You know, they fight. Um, you know, I felt like there were so many times we should have put the game away today, and um, we didn't. We didn't do that. So we still have to get you know, where we get to the point where we got a team down, we, we put them away, and um, we didn't do that today. So that's, you know, something we'll keep talking about, keep working on, and trying to trying to fix.
2: There he is, the head football coach of a team that has grinded its way back to a 500 record going into the bye week. This is Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, our executive producer, Declan Goff. This is daily Vikings entertainment, and we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Really that really that much to ask for? Really? Once? You just wouldn't one. think so. Right?
0: And, and quit trying to kill us, too.
2: <laughs> just giving us a time. Like the last attacks. two
0: weeks, you're trying to two actively weeks, kill five, your fan seen. base. It's not fair. <laughs> they haven't seen a championship.
2: So uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thank you. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button, it would help spread the word about this show and it would give you daily vikings entertainment in return and tcl is uh, offering a new lineup of award-winning tvs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost enjoy more of the things you love with tcl uh Declan, i'm gonna have you hit the the buttons here because i don't have access to my button bar today in this remote location but before we get into the pie chart of praise listening to mike zimmer talk there i just like i feel like what happens on Ventline, especially the last couple weeks, but more yesterday, we're sitting there and we're riding the roller coaster that the Vikings are putting us through. And like I, for the 90 minutes of Line yesterday, I was still so mad about the way they let that game slip away and like hadn't flipped back into big picture mode and back into, oh, that, but but they came back against a good defense on the road and Kirk daggered another team late. Right. I feel like my comments and my, the way I viewed that game through the vent line lens was still in like, I'm going to complain about all the things that drove me nuts in that game, as opposed to really zooming out and saying, okay, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but, that was one of the best defenses in the NFL on paper. Maybe they're a little bit of a, of a fraud in that they played a lot of bad teams, but that's definitely a top 10 defense. And you put up 571 yards, and you scored at will when you needed to in the second half. Uh, you averaged almost seven yards per play. So that's kind of where I'm at here. Like, I've taken a step back from the ledge that I was on during Vent Line yesterday, and I am viewing this through more of a big-picture lens I'm wondering if you guys have taken that step back with me or if you've jumped over the ledge. Where are you guys at? No, I'm
0: still exactly where I, I was, which is, look, every the thing that makes our show in particularly special, th- that separates it from, let's say, different shows, is the fact that we're not looking to celebrate small wins. We're looking for a championship, and every Sunday is a referendum and a self-scout on how you're going to to get there. so And we, I think we've done a great job of properly celebrating the things that should be acknowledged. Kirk Cousins played great. K.J. Osborne's a great find. All of those things are important, but the reality is, you know as well as I do, that if you play like you did in the four games out of the bye, like you did against Detroit and Carolina, you are going to lose. And so, no, I'm not... It's not like I'm saying... Oh, they won and everybody sucked. That's not true. But I am saying this, the reality, and I guarantee what we come far closer on vet Line to what the Vikings say privately when, when they start to look at film. I guarantee you that what we're harping on is what they are as well. Because you know what? You're not going to get playing like you have the past two weeks. You might get wins against suspect teams, but you're not going to get anywhere near a Super Bowl, so I remain the same all of the time, which is I want to see as much excellence as possible, and that Itching about and everything. that means no, no. <laughs> I, we talked about this the last two weeks. There have been flaws in coaching. There have been flaws. I said on VentLine yesterday, the personnel here to me is not the problem. You've got a lot of very quality personnel. Are they being deployed most the most effective way possible to give yourself a chance to win games comfortably? That FYI you should. The answer is no. The question is why? The solutions are in front of you and you're going to need to come out of the buy with the solutions or else we're looking about a non-playoff team. We are actively looking to save Zimmer's job.
2: And uh well, I don't know if I go that far. Like Zimmer can I'm we're trying to help Zim- him. Zim- Zimmer's giant. job can live and die. No, However, but
0: what we're saying, organically. if Mike watches this show, he has a better chance to save his job than
1: if he doesn't. I have one foot we off the cliff, football, and Zimmer's coming with me. That's that's how this is working. I, like you're coming with me. That's a f- very discouraging way to look at life. David. Oh, I know. It's so yeah. negative. Um
2: Well, I think all right. Well, let's get into let's get Do into it. the pie chart here, right? Pie chart of praise on the Vikings. Now win. on Mackie and John.
0: You want a better chart that you could see the fine print on the
2: pie chart of praise? You should be singing his praises. And let's start with Mr. Efficiency himself when it comes to pie charts. You want to talk about self scouting, okay? This is a man, Judd Zolgad. Judd Zolgad, presented by Surly and Livia. That once did a 14-and-a-half-minute pie chart off of a preseason game, yep. and he has self-scouted yep. and found a sweet spot of like five, six, seven yep. minutes. Demand excellence. Here he is, Judd Zolgad. Exactly right.
0: Okay, we will start at the bottom with the, <laughs> with the play clock running. We will work our way up, as we always do. We, again, will present a pie chart, and I would say it's going to be about five-and-a-half. All right, 10%. And, by the way, pie chart appraise. This is about to be very positive. defensive line, four sacks, and and I know the Panthers' line is suspect. Sam Darnold, as far as I'm concerned, just stinks, but that's fine. The Vikings had four sacks of Darnold on Sunday. They are now, at, at least through the early games when I looked this up yesterday, tied for the National Football League, a lead with 21 sacks after having 23 all of last year. They are two sacks away from equaling their 16 game total of 2020. 10% defensive line. Kudos. Uh, the run defense isn't where I would like it to be, but you're getting to the quarterback. You're getting sacks. A lot has changed there because you now, again, have personnel that is good. 10%, I'm going to give it across the board to the three receivers Thielen, Osborne, Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson didn't have as good of day as we expect because we basically expect greatness. KJ Osborne, I mean, what more can we say? KJ Osborne's fantastic. He's been great. He's really good. Thielen comes back from from a game in which he had two receptions on the last drive to catch what? Eleven balls? Your receivers, they balled out yesterday, ten percent.
2: I think I'm just looking at the the numbers here, they're all three on pace. Yeah, for like Jefferson's on pace for well over a thousand Thielen's on pace for a thousand and Osborne's on pace for over 800 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if they can keep the pace up, but, and there's an extra game, like, you know, 17th game, but the numbers these guys are on pace to put up are pretty ridiculous.
0: Yep. 10% Dalvin cook. All right. So he played hurt. I thought that he probably played too much, but the final stats are hard to argue with. 140 yards, 29 carries, a touchdown. When Dalvin Cook plays, the nice thing is it free it loosens th- things up because teams are going to be more concerned about him than they are, you know, Madison or a different back. So, Dalvin Cook, you get 10%. And that leaves and now people are probably like, "Well, Judd, I mean, that's a, th- those are small pieces of pie. Don't those guys deserve more pie? Don't they deserve bigger slices of the pie chart to praise?" No. no, they don't. You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the team and athletes control the narrative, not the people that pontificate about it. And this say man, his nicknames. and this say his man, nicknames.
2: this man—they
0: acknowledge me.
2: <sighs> acknowledge his nicknames. I
0: don't really want to. That's your shtick. <laughs> say,
2: say one of them. Late, say one of them. The
0: late game luminary. There he is. Yeah,
2: there
0: The late-game luminary, Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins. You get 70% of the pie chart of praise. The last two weeks, you have not single-handedly, but largely saved your team from embarrassment, from going down in flames, to Phil's point. I think Detroit, for sure, you probably saved Zim's job. And, And Kirk Cousins, throughout the course of this season in the first six games has been great. When the pressure is on in almost every game, they've won some, they've lost some week two, week one, not his fault as much. Um, But anyway, 70% Kirk cousins. I am more than happy to be a Kirk cousins. Stan. If Kirk cousins is going to continue to play like this now, you know, when you face the Ravens and the Chargers and the Cowboys and the Packers, we'll find out. But for right now, seventy percent to Cousins, ten percent to Dalvin Cook, ten percent to the receiver trio, because we're going three deep. Phil Mackey, Thielen, Jefferson, and Osborne, and ten percent to a defensive line that is only two sacks away from equaling its total for last year.
2: Amazing. When are we are we going to get a three deep poster reboot? Look at that, boys. Similar to the one 20 years
0: ago. Ba- or 4.29, basically. Oh, I just ran a
2: four-minute drill. You yeah. Kill, kill, kill. That was good. It was efficient. It was, uh, it was opinionated. It was a lot of lot of good entertainment in there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I danced. <laughs> it's halftime. Here's the uh-huh. halftime show of Judd's pie turn. Fuck my nose. All right. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna give you the biggest slice at the top, because I'm just gonna piggyback off right. what Judd said. Fifty percent of the pie chart of praise goes to the Dagger Doctor, goes to Mr. Game Winning Drive, Mr. GWD, the fourth quarter pharaoh, Kirky McClutcherton. Somehow, some way the Vikings found themselves trailing in the second half. Maybe because Mike Zimmer just constantly plays to, to coach in close games, right? Um, he kicks field goals inside the five-yard line and very rarely inspires his team to throttle an opponent. And so, inexplicably, the Vikings found themselves trailing in the second half, and in comes Kirk Cousins. He sets the Vikings up at the end of regulation. Here you go. All right. I did it again. Here you go. Greg Joseph misses the kick. All right. I guess we'll have to try again in overtime. And he says, we're not going to even leave this to the kicker. I'm going to find KJ Osborne down the field. Perfect game winning touchdown pass. Yep. Kirk was excellent again in the biggest moments. And just to and we can talk more about this. We'll have our state of the offense episode on Thursday. Uh plenty more time. We'll talk about it with Boone, I'm sure, tomorrow. But I just want to bring up some numbers leading into the season here. For anyone who says Look at you guys pulling a 180 on Kirk. He's always been this guy, and now you guys owe Kirk an apology. That is not true, all right? Kirk Cousins, in the final four minutes of fourth quarter overtime, leading up to this season as Vikings quarterback, so three years of Kirk Cousins in moments where where you're trailing by two scores or less, late in the fourth quarter overtime, the opposing team knows you're going to pass, And it's all on you to figure it out. And he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL up till this season 46th in passer rating, 45th in yards per attempt, and more interceptions than touchdowns. You flip the switch to this season. And like Judd said, almost every game he has delivered in the biggest spots with the Vikings either trailing or tied and need a score to go ahead. And he's been sabotaged a couple of times by Greg Joseph, but. You know, we're six games in. This thing could change. He's put together hot street uh, stretches before, but this is the best he has played in those situations as Vikings quarterback. If you can't see the change in those situations, or if you think he's just been the same guy in those situations, you haven't been paying attention, and he deserves praise. He has changed the narrative. This isn't me doing a 180. This is me praising him rightfully for doing so well in these situations. So 50% to Kirk Cousins. All right, all right the deficit demolisher. You may mock offensive self-scouting, but I'm giving 30% to offensive self-scouting, all right? The performance wasn't flawless. There was definitely times where I thought the Vikings should be more aggressive, maybe not settling for field goals inside the five-yard line. Uh, But ultimately, in the end, after three and a half hours of play, after a week of offensive self-evaluation, the Vikings put up 571 total yards, and seven yards per play against one of the best defenses in the NFL. The Panthers also came in as the team that blitzed the most in the NFL and the team that generated the most pressure in terms of percentage of snaps that result in pressure. And the Vikings held them to single digit pressures on 48 pass attempts yesterday. So, Hey, go, they, you know, it wasn't perfect offensively. It was there. They definitely turned it on at the right time in the second half. Uh, But, Something changed. Also, they came into the game with only 15 deep pass attempts in five games. It was bottom half of the NFL. They never threw deep. It was like two or three times a game they would throw the ball 20 yards or more in the air. Yesterday, eight, four for eight for over 100 yards, a game-winning touchdown, and 14 yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball down the field.
0: Imagine that. It's
2: glorious what can Ima- happen when you imagine these that. Weapons, Imagine
0: right? that. You put in the film. You grinded the film and said, I wonder if we should throw the ball deep more often.
2: And they did, and it worked, and they daggered the Panthers in overtime. Ten uh, percent to the Vikings' new franchise left tackle on a rookie scale contract for five seasons, Christian Darrisaw. I like that. Yeah, one of my pie chart. Bravo! Race, That's right? a good one for you. That's a good one. So sixty-nine pass blocking snaps this season, Declan. Nice. Six. Oh, there you go. Uh, one pressure on. allowed. Only one pressure allowed yeah. yesterday. No pressures allowed. Now he hasn't been. It's not like he's. You know, he's getting beat sometimes, but it's. It, but they haven't resulted in pressures, and that's the most important thing. So he's sitting over there. He's a massive body. He's picking this up quick, and uh, he does not look overwhelmed at all. So ten percent mm-hmm. to Christian Derisaw. and and I'll give the other ten percent here. My this is my fourth and final slice of pie here. Ten percent to the Vikings defense as a whole for mostly doing its job. I mean, they helped force three turnovers. They had four sacks of Sam Darnold. You know, that's a putrid offense that shot itself in the foot. Like they had eight drop passes on their own, you know, so that wasn't necessarily Vikings defense related. Um, And the Vikings defense has been mostly great since the second half of the Seattle game. So I'm having a hard time figuring out if this is the Vikings defense turning a corner and becoming a top 10 unit, or if they're just facing Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, and mediocre Baker Mayfield. We're going to find out for sure. If Dak Prescott is healthy enough to play after the bye and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, but uh, 10% of the Vikings defense.
0: It feels like Patrick Peterson is playing really well.
2: And he and he cramped. Right. But as long as it's just a cramp, that's
0: fine. But I mean, I I think that he has been it. It feels like teams are testing him still. And he's doing a really good job. And that's huge. That's absolutely huge.
2: So 50% to Kirk Cousins, 30% to offensive self-scouting and self-reflection, self-reflection. And self-care. You're giving them and... credit
0: for doing something we, the three of us, told them to do.
2: Well, it's good, but like, good. this like, is what you should do. Well, You're doing it. Just text wrong. me.
0: I can save you time. Text me. What should we do, Judd? Throw the ball deep more. You've got three receivers. You go three deep now. Go get the, the Moss right. Carter-Reed poster. Clint Kubiak, stick it above your bed, and realize you got three guys that can play now.
1: And uh, and they did. I'm in sorry. I just. Ten-
2: I'm
0: sorry. Just
1: <laughs> frustrated. You're adding to his pie chart times right now. Just you're sabotaging him.
2: Ten no, percent Christian Darius. Ten percent Vikings defense for mostly right. doing its job. All right.
1: Six minutes. Seven minutes. Six fifty-eight. All but like 50 bad. seconds of that was, was, was just the on goal a is box. not
0: to get through this as quick you, as possible. You that was very solid. You,
1: you were like the referees yesterday. You had your own huddle yeah, to you, to just waste time over the football. His
0: Darrisaw point was a great point. It needs extrapolation on. No, it's great. Thank it's you. fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> I didn't think of Darrisaw. I should have probably.
2: And uh, Declan Goff, your pie chart. Yeah, two minutes. All right. Here we go. No,
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm going two minutes because I have six pieces of pie. Nice, I okay. have six pieces oh. of pie to hand out today. Oh, pie. As from the bottom as I go away, as I go my way up, I'll start. You f- can't have pop without cool whip. Cool whip. Uh, I'll start at the smallest part. The smallest part, without with the cool whip. The cool whip of my pie chart of praise for this little five percenter is to Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon finally <laughs> showed up. He yep. catches a touchdown. He plays 22 snaps. Actually, yesterday, Chris Herndon was the third highest graded player on the Vikings offense. He had a 76.6 grade. He played 22 snaps. He played 22 snaps. I know you didn't really notice him out there. Hard a lot. to see uh, on TV. 24, excuse me. 24. Put some respect wow. on Chris Herndon's name. Okay. 24 snaps. That was 27% of the offensive snaps for the Vikings. But a solid grade catches a touchdown, doesn't commit a penalty, does the one thing. Chris Herndon, get a little coo whip on my pie chart of praise. For 5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Christian Darrisaw, 10%. Christian Darrisaw comes in with his first start. Plays very, very well. Uh, he had a 70 pass blocking grade. That was the best on the Vikings offensive line yesterday. Not bad for a rookie, dude. He had the best pass blocking grade of any offensive lineman for the Vikings yesterday. He finally is now healthy. He finally gets the keys to the left tackle position. Rashad Hill. I know he got hurt on the special teams play. This should be Christian Darrisaw's spot for the rest of the season. And hopefully... For the next 5-10 years managing uh, the Vikings offensive line. Christian Derrissaw deserves 10% of the pie chart of praise. 15% to the Vikings defensive line for getting after Sam Darnold and that putrid Panthers offensive line. I mean, wh- it just goes to show what Daniil Hunter can bring and what these other players can bring. For God's sakes, James Lynch, dude. James Lynch coming out of nowhere with a big sack yesterday. Dalvin Thomason with half a sack. Anthony Barr with half a sack. Four uh, Four sacks total. For the Vikings yesterday, and a lot of that comes from the pressure they're getting on the defensive line. Four quarterback hits. They're actually pressuring the quarterback this year. Most sacks in the NFL. You Gotta love what the defensive line brings. So twenty, uh, excuse me, 15% to that defensive line. Similar to Judd, I'm grouping the Vikings receivers as a whole in my pie chart of praise. So 20% to the Vikings wide receivers. Yeah, you have a new three deep, dude. I don't know if KJ Osborne can get to 1,000 yards, but He's been reliable on third down. He catches a big-time overtime uh, game-winning touchdown. Shades of Stephon Diggs, throwing that helmet in the air. Uh, Obviously, Thielen and Jefferson are studs. We know that. And Jefferson, yeah, with the costly fumble yesterday, maybe not the most pristine performance we've seen from him. But Adam Thielen with 11 grabs. Justin Jefferson with 8 grabs. 13 and 14 targets, respectively, for Thielen and Jefferson. Yes, that's exactly what we want. That's what they should be doing. And they had a big day, so they get 20% of my pie chart of praise 10% to Dalvin cook. Dalvin cook has a monster day yesterday. I think quietly rushes for 140 yards. It certainly did not feel like he had that big of a day, but he got the rock 29 times, four and a half, uh, 4.8 yards per carry and a touchdown. Obviously, this this, this Vikings offense likes to hand off the ball no matter who is there. Alexander Madison had 29 carries last week. Dalvin Cook has 29 carries this week. Madison gets a little bit ignored, but obviously Dalvin Cook is a special player. Cook still deserves credit. So 10% to Dalvin Cook. And then finally, the biggest chunk of pie to the late game luminary. The dagger doctor. Mr. Game winning drive. The Colossus of Clutch. The Colossus of Clutch. And I believe Ben Gessling even had a note on this from Kirk Cousins, who was absolutely phenomenal again in a game-winning drive situation. In the last 12 games, Kirk Cousins has had a chance to win or tie the game, and Kirk has delivered that six times. So he's actually he's doing his – the one thing that I've been asking him, a lot of people have been asking him to do, is just be clutch, rise up to a moment. The Fox pregame show, or on the halftime show yesterday, spent the entire halftime show saying, when is Kirk Cousins going to be this guy? He had the one throw to Thielen in the playoff game. When has he ever been the guy that rises up to the moment? And right now, Kirk Clutch, Kirkie McClutcherton Kirk is Clutch. silencing all the all the critics, man. Kirk, yes, Clutch. Kirk Clutch. Clutch, 40% of the praise, dude. He had a monster day. So six Stop. pieces of pie. Six in my pie chart of praise. Five, now, now, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say 5% to Herndon, 10% to Derrissaw, 15% to the defensive line, 20% to the receivers, 10% to Dalvin Cook, and 40%. To Kirk Cousins, oh my God, I forgot. Time, I forgot to time myself.
2: Oh <laughs> okay. yeah, sure you forgot yeah, yeah, yeah. to time your. Oh no, you had the internal clock. The internal clock. Yeah, you had. yeah, nice, very good. Nice work, old yeah. Kirk well, Cousins. And, and again, like <laughs> Kirk, you you don't get an award for doing it against the Lions and the Panthers to pull back to five hundred, right? Like this is about playoffs. This is about championship, and so. You're going to have to also do it, maybe against a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys team that might be one of the three best teams in the NFL. Like you're going to have to do it against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So um, the, the these performances, you don't just we don't just get to like bow down and worship. Oh, if you uh, don't
0: like, get off the get off, Phil.
2: Saying like bandwagon, let's, get let's, off the bandwagon. Keep it going. Let's yeah, keep it going. exactly. same here, yeah, yeah just like Judd is keeping the momentum going on his uh, his his path to a healthier lifestyle.
0: Oh, that, and that is thanks to my friends. And I'm going to talk about them right now. Livia weight control centers, the pandemic pounds. And I think you can see it in my face. Now the pandemic pounds are peeling off. I'm in two weeks time guys down almost 12 pounds. This program gives me structure, and and it's easy to follow. And guess what? I don't have to take microwave meals to stadiums and be like, do you have a microwave I can use for my special? It combines food I buy with food that I get from uh, them. But it's a very, very simple thing. I'm feeling great. I'm sleeping great. And now it's your turn. If you join now, get the first 10 weeks free, limited time offer. And soon again, that's the first 10 weeks free. Visit Livia.com. Or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Get the structure. You could still live life. You could still have fun. But a lot of us gain weight during the pandemic. A lot of us need to lose that weight now. And Livia.com is the place to start. And um, tell them Judd and Score North sent you because it helps us too. We appreciate that.
2: Awesome. Uh, and the good news about Livia is uh, they still let you drink beer. And so, Surly, Judd, oh, like must be furious about something. Oh, brought to you by our After friends. That, I try to exactly
0: right. Br- brought to it by our friends who, of course, sponsor all things that have to do with Purple Daily. Surly Brewing, uh, to Phil's point, Furious, my favorite, really good tailgate boys on Saturday before mm-hmm. the gopher game at which I crashed it. It was spa- <laughs> It was actually supposed to be sponsored by a different beer. And I rolled in. With my with my furious and October Job was fast. like
2: D-Generation X rolling into and, WCW, and I, in I cut the a late promo. He's like, "No, are you I'm ready?" Sorry.
0: And I cut a promo, and here is why. Here is why. Are
2: you ready?
0: I am surly. I must be furious. All right. I have only one message today for our Vikings. Enough of the late game shenanigans and meltdowns. The Vikings barely just pulled out not one, but two consecutive games in which they should have won easily. And look, Kirk Cousins has been great, right? But relying on Captain Clutch versus the Lions and Panthers works. Is that going to work against Dallas? Is that going to work against Baltimore? Is that going to work against the Chargers, against the Packers? And I'm not blaming Kirk. I'm just saying if the rest of the team doesn't do its job, these late-game cardiac kids uh, act, I mean, you're giving your fans, we're trying to watch you win a Super Bowl, and you're actively trying to kill us. Stop with it. Take control. There is no such thing as a perfect game. I get that. So, like, say, in four quarters and you don't give up anything, that's not true. But you know what what there is? You know what there is, boys? There is a complete game, and the Vikings have yet, and this is not on Kirk, the Vikings have yet to play what I would consider to be a complete game where something that shouldn't go wrong doesn't go wrong. There's just too too many things, and these last two games, you've been very fortunate to win against not great teams. You've got four tough teams coming up. Late-game meltdowns in those cases will cost you wins. Stop with it.
2: Judd's all get surly. He must be furious. don't want to have a heart attack. Um, It's a good segue too because we also, you know, we're, we're very fair and balanced, if you Mm -hmm. will, on this show. And so when the Vikings win, we do pie chart of praise and we balance it out with nitpicks, things that we would like to see different. Right. And when they lose, we do pie chart of blame. And then we balance out with silver linings. So to Judd's points about the Vikings, just constantly being in, these late game grinder situations yesterday in the NFL and I I brought this up on on Ventline that the Vikings just seem incapable of stomping out an opponent right you got the yes. lions at home you did stop them out you got the you got the now the going into this Panthers game this was not like this the Vikings were favored but like this was not supposed to be a stomp them out game until the Panthers started dropping Oh, eight passes and just turning the ball over at will, and like the Panthers did not show up to win that game offensively at all yesterday, and the Vikings offensive line was holding off the Panthers vaunted defensive pass rush, so like, every, literally everything you could possibly script to be perfect for the Vikings yesterday played itself out in the first two or three quarters, and they're mm-hmm. still losing, and it makes no sense, and so I was just kind of curious, yeah, I just kind of went back the last couple seasons um yesterday in the NFL alone. Mm-hmm. We had six games that resulted in a blowout score of three touchdowns or more in terms of uh, final score, like 31 to eight or whatever, right? Yes. Six blowout games in the NFL yesterday that resulted in a three touchdown or more gap as a final score. Yes. Over the last 27 games, the Vikings have only taken one 20-point lead or more, period. Forget about final score. Over the last 27 games, including the two playoff games at the end of 2019, Mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat that. The Vikings have only taken one 20-point lead or more over that time, and it was at home against the Lions last year. So they're just, whether it's the defensive meltdowns or a blocked punt like yesterday or conservative offensive play calling and just wanting to settle for field goals inside the five-yard line, the Vikings are not maximizing their chances and they're not going to be there every week. But like when you get a chance once or twice a month, whatever it may be to stomp somebody out, put your foot on the throttle, man, like, or put your foot on the gas, I guess, and use your hand to throttle down. Um, I'm a car guy. Really? It just drives me nuts that they're got, even I like losing that game in the second half. So, um, Yeah. That's my nitpick. That Mike Zimmer coach teams are just a gravit a gravitational pull toward close muddy, no reason to be in that situation. Totally fair. Today.
0: Totally fair. Uh, here's mine. And again, it's nitpicks. So it's small things. Like, this is not major, but I think it's indicative of how the Vikings think. And I'm not saying that this player is not valuable, but I'm saying I think there was more room here. My nitpick is this. Dalvin Cook, really good day, and and is a really tough kid. Had missed two of the past three games played in this game, and the Vikings were like, we're going to ride him. If you trust Alexander Madison enough to give him the amount of carries that he has when Cook is out, when Cook is clearly not, you know, I mean, he he cannot turn the corner consistently right now i i don't i don't think he can put his left foot in the ground and plant well and look he sprained his ankle that's a problem uh i don't understand why in that case madison ends up with three carries for 10 yards like three carries really he can't have 10 carries (laughs) um cook is your bell cow he is your star you pay him well he, if he plays in a game, he should have more touches and carries. I agree. But nitpick-wise, there's a lot more teams now going to at least semi-two-back systems. And, and I guess I don't get, with the buy coming up, why you wouldn't just take about 10 carries off of Cook and give them to a guy who you deem, when Cook is out, to be incredibly capable of carrying the load. And so my nitpick is... Dalvin Cook is still the focal point of the run game, but I think that there's far more room to share. And when Dalvin Cook is banged up and is about to get a week off, it shouldn't be, let's ride him more. It should be, how can we get him into the off week to recover as healthy as possible? That's my nitpick.
2: It did work yesterday. It did. He was very effective. Um, this is probably I, I have to go back and see, but this is probably the most offensive snaps the Vikings have had in a game for sure this season. Eighty four, right? right? I mean that's a ton of yeah, snaps. Yeah, I'm sure it's the most. I'm sure it's it the might most. even be the most they've had in years. Maybe maybe we can look that up between shows or something. But all right, Declan, what's your biggest nitpick? Uh
1: I'm I'm just out on Garrett Bradbury. <laughs> I'm so sick of it, dude. Like I it's year three. You can't pass block. A thirty-two point seven pass blocking grade yesterday. Ooh. The dude who was a four year starter at NC State, go Wolfpack. And for God's sakes, like if if you're not gonna be this big blocking guy, if you're not gonna take steps forward, this is the end of Garrett Bradbury. Like this is do not pick up the fifth year option. <laughs> Look to find a more competent center in free agency or the draft. I don't care where, but don't also reach for someone who is clearly not gonna be a good pass blocking guy. They reached for Garrett Bradbury. And, yes, he's fine in the run game, but I I need a center who can pass block and watching Garrett Bradbury get absolutely bullied for now six straight weeks. And, honestly, the last two and a half years, because he's in year three with the Vikings, I'm just out on watching Garrett Bradbury, dude. He can't pass block, find a new center this offseason.
2: They're going to have to, right? Like, it's it's a problem. And it's another thing if, if you're looking for reasons, and it's valid, like if you're looking for excuses for, you know, the lack of team success over the years with Kirk Cousins as quarterback. Well, get him a get him a real center, you know. In the uh, Peyton Manning had Jeff Saturday for all those years. Right now, maybe Peyton Manning made Jeff Saturday better than Kirk Cousins can make Garrett Bradbury, but like Jeff Saturday was a better player. Yeah, uh, Matt Matt Burke was on this team for a decade. Well, the, yeah, this team's know, the, those nineties quarterbacks had Jeff Christie. Yep. So uh, Garrett Bradbury is not upholding a long line of great play at center. The Vikings have had. great... Great play at Setic Tinglehoff for 20 years, right? Yeah, he's just too Um, small. So it's... uh, Too small.
0: Can't do it. Can't do it.
2: I'll give you another another one here quick, too. Um, I just felt like, God, Mike, Mike Zimmer, for as tough of a guy as he comes off, right, as much as he talks a big game about toughness and he's grizzled and ornery, he really does coach scared and cowardly sometimes. You know, like yesterday... The Vikings are up by eight points, two and a half minutes to go. They're trying to close out this game. It's third and eight from the fringe of field goal range. It's like a like a fifty yard field goal, and they hand the ball off instead of trusting Kirk Cousins in that spot. And uh, I, and I do think that Mike tends to lean like I'd ra- like whether it's Kirk or Case Keenum, like he'd rather run the ball in key situations so that his quarterback can't screw it up. Mm-hmm. But you've seen his running backs fumble in big spots. Seahawks you know, well, that wasn't a fumble, but not get the yard. Fisher. Um was a fumble against the Lions Madison, yeah. Last week. Absolutely. Yeah. So so you, you you know, you you go with sort of a cowardly play call. By the way, if you if you just put the ball in Kirk's hands there, more likely than not, based on the game he was having, he probably completes a pass for a first down. And now you're just running now the game's basically over. Um, so instead they run the ball they lose yardage and so now it's fourth down and you have two choices so he's already made one sort of cowardly play call but now it's fourth down you can attempt a 54 yard field goal to end the game essentially or you can punt the ball because i don't know we might not be able to make the field goal. So let's punt and make carolina go the full field um because i trust my defense well first of all Carolina did go the full field and they did get the two point conversion because that's just what happens in the NFL. Even if your quarterback Sam Darnold, like defenses start to play back a little bit more. If you trust your defense so much, kick the 54 yard field goal. If he makes it, the game's over. But if he misses it, you trust your defense. It's great. Now they still have to go 60 yards Warren. and get a two point conversion.
0: Or on third down, pass the ball.
2: Your that quarterback the quarterback was great. That would be the primary option.
0: Your yeah. you I mean, are you the damn ball good? on
2: third and eight, yes. But here's the other thing all right. So like on that play, on that third and eight play. So he showed you on the next play. It's 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 a fourth down and it's a 54-yard field goal and he's telling you Mike Zimmer, I don't trust Greg Joseph to yeah. make a 54-yarder cuz he already missed a kick. Mm-hmm. So if you don't trust him from 54, do you do you trust him from 48 or 49? Like like to me he just doesn't trust Greg Joseph in that spot. So all the more reason to not hand the ball off with a 50 yard field goal on third and eight. What are you hoping happens? I guess he hopes it's a 10 yard run for a first down or something. I don't know, but like, what's the chances of that happening? <laughs> not good. So I, it, it, he's, but it's like he's not, he doesn't have any actual formed strategy. He's just like making decisions on a whim, play by play. And it's sort of concerning to me. Yeah. And they're cowardly decisions oftentimes. Yep. So it's my second nitpick. I said to get that off my chest there.
0: Mine is this Feels good. to uh, play oh, off another, one. To, another pl- one to play off. Yeah. To play off the is great. Ole Udo, dude, clean it up. What four penalties? Um, like I, I like what he's done. He's being asked to make a transition that I contend is pretty tough from tackle to right guard. Uh, but you gotta, you can't play like you did yesterday. And again, expect to be good teams. Like you can't be taking, I think it was three or four penalties in that game alone. Uh, so I think it was clearly his worst day in the first six games, and he's done a nice job for the most part. But uh, clean that stuff up because if that happens
1: against the next four teams, it's going to cost you pretty badly. Yeah, that's my nitpick.
2: All right, Dex. You got anything else to get off your chest? Just your Dex? Greg
1: Joseph. Just do the one damn thing you're asked to do, please. Just make, make Get him on feasible. the right hash,
0: Declan. I told you that. Late- my kick my kicking I thought spies. You said left. I thought you said left hash. No, no, the correct, I'm sorry. The correct hash? By right hash, get him on the correct hash that is for him. He wants th- so he, I'm sorry. He wants left hash. No, it's actually not. It actually makes sense. Watch his kicks. Watch where they go. If he was kicking from the left hash, which I believe he did when that he hit the fifty four yarder, being. it would have hooked back in. That's a that's a make.
1: Woo! There's one thing you gotta do, man. I don't care if you're on the left or right hash. Well see. You and Zimmer, you and the Vikings. You stubborn. You're stubborn,
0: you're bullheaded. You listen well, to your kicker. Okay.
2: There's two ways. To look at this. On one hand, would it be nice to have a kicker that wasn't so high maintenance that he just need like needs it. I perfectly. Don't care. Just do just make a kick. But on the other hand, if your kicker feels more comfortable, yes. especially with like game winning field goals on the left hash, can you get the guy lined up on the left okay. hash? Is it that but much to ask? For? It, is, it, exactly. it is
1: a lot to ask for because when you're trying to get the, when you have no timeouts and you have to just do a quick play and spike the ball, you're not going to, you don't know where you're going to be sometimes. So him having to ask for where it's going to be is I think too much. Like, when, when, when they had that last play to spike the ball, it's to the right. Well, sorry, that was the open play. That's the only play we got to do. Sorry, Greg Joseph. Can't put the ball for your little pristine side well, on the left side. All right, that's then he's, he's going to miss. Guy. Then he's going to miss. Sorry, then God. you're not going to get the field goal.
0: Kick the field goal, dude. <laughs> then it's you're not, not going to get it. No, he, no, he's not now. He, he's going to miss. Screw that, he says. I'm done.
2: Just, uh. Breaking news, the Vikings did win their football game yesterday. Yeah, it was good. You know, the Carolina Panthers on the road 34 to 28. Sunday night, they have clawed back to 500 and some fun games on the horizon.
0: Primetime game, number eight, under the lights. He's a new man. The marquee is going to say, Come see the new cousins.
2: Love it. I love it. All right, good therapeutic show there. I think a, a proper amount of praise for Kirkie McClutcherton. Dex and I are fighting and so. don't forget, if you missed Vikings Ventline yesterday, it was hot. A lot of great callers. A lot of first-time callers as well. So check that out. And please click subscribe and like if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Alex Boone tomorrow. A Purple After Dark tomorrow night at 11 o'clock p.m. Central Time with Realistic Randy. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily presented by Sturley Brewing Company. See you guys.